0: Tov, okay, tov. Today uh, we're learning this Tanya for the 22nd day of Shabbat. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And we're learning that when you do a mitzvah, that there's a union, perfect union between the person doing the mitzvah and the, including the, the person's garments and that's, that's the thought, speech and action and the ultimate and the infinite God. The union is even greater than the unity of God with the upper worlds. So when you do a mitzvah down here, you're having a stronger unity with God than the higher worlds. Remember, we talked about three levels. There's the level of the chariot, Merkava. There's the level of, and that's the limb giving tzedakah, is the chariot. Then the higher level than the limb, than the chariot. chariot is separate from the rider, but it's nullified to the rider. Higher than that, is the power within the action of the, of the arm giving tzedakah, that power becomes unified with the soul like a body to a soul, which a body and soul are one. Then even higher than that, body and soul are one, but they're still separate. They can become separated. The highest level is when you learn Torah. When you learn Torah, you become one with God completely, not to separate the, your mind, your thought process, your speech, your power of speech become completely one with God. So all these levels of unity with God, when fulfilling God's will. Now since the divine will, which is in perfect unity, with God himself stands completely revealed in the divine soul, and in its inner garments, in other words, its thought and speech, while a person occupies himself with words of Torah, and there is nothing obscuring the divine will at that time. For when one studies the Torah, the divine will and wisdom contained in it come into full expression in one's soul and his faculties of thought and speech. It follows that at that time, the soul and these garments of thought and speech are also truly united with God. In other words, because the Torah is one with God, the soul that's learning it, right? So we're saying like that, because the will of God is one with God, and it's complete oneness with God, and there's no separation between the Torah and God, and therefore the inner idea of learning it, the intellect of the godly soul, and its its speech at that point, when he says the words of Torah and thinks it, So the whole soul is enveloped in God and becomes one with God. With a unity comparable to that of God's speech and thought with His essence and being as explained above. Just like God is one with His speech even after He says the words. For nothing is separate from God except insofar as His countenance is concealed. Only then can created beings perceive themselves as distinct entities. As explained in chapter number 22. Really there's nothing but God. But we feel ourselves separate only because of the co- concealment. But when there's no concealment we're one. Since there's no such con- concealment when one studies the Torah. One t- attains theref- thereby a perfect unity with God. A unity comparable to that of God's speech and thought with himself. Prior to the revelation of speech and thought. But as they are continued within, contained within himself. It's like your words in your mind before you say anything. It's one with you. So too, our unity with God when we learn Torah. And it's even higher than the, whole, than the higher worlds, as we're going to say now. Wherever their unity, in other words, the unity of the Divine Soul and its faculties with God, that is attained through the study of Torah, is even more exalted and more powerful than the unity of God's infinite light, With the upper spiritual worlds. For the divine will is actually manifest in the soul and its garments that are engaged in Torah study. Since it is identical with the Torah being studied. So it's even higher than the higher worlds. All the supernal worlds receive their vitality by way of the light and the life, and the life derived from the Torah, which is God's will and wisdom as it is written, you have made them all with wisdom, it says in Psalm, Psalm number 104, God's wisdom is thus the source of vitality for all the worlds. Thus it follows that God's wisdom, in other words, the Torah, transcends them all. And it must be above all the worlds. Why? Because it's their source. In fact, the Torah, God's will, is described as encompassing all the worlds. Meaning that it is at a level that cannot become clothed within the worlds, but rather animates and illuminates them as if from a distance, from above, in a transcending and encompassing manner. It transcends the worlds, but it's in the person that learns Torah. And it's at this level which transcends all the worlds that is closed in a true, reveal, a truly revealed form in one's soul and his garments and his soul garments when he studies Torah. So if you think about that, when you learn Torah, that you're encompassing a level of God that's beyond the world. You might say, Do you don't, maybe we don't feel it. It's a concept that you don't see something, but your soul sees it. And even though he does not see it, the Gemara Megillah talks about people that got frightened. They didn't see anything, but their soul saw something. In other words, when one studies Torah, he's unable to consciously experience the unity of his soul and God, which is attained thereby. Yet his soul feels it. In fact, parentheses here, the only reason we survive Learning Torah is because we don't feel it. Well, by Yosef asking how many we are. We're nine. In fact, this is precisely why he can endure such a unity with God. Precisely because he cannot feel it. Unlike the supernal worlds, where godliness is not obscured as it is in this world, and they cannot therefore endure such a unity with God without being completely nullified and losing their identity entirely. If that level that we have when we learn Torah is given to the soul, the angels, they, they blow up. They, they disintegrate We have that higher level But we can contain it Because we don't know what's going on We don't feel it This discussion of the exalted unity with God Attained through Torah study Which is even greater than that accomplished By performing the mitzvot that this, this discussion of the exalted unity with God Attained through the Torah study Which is even greater than that accomplished By performing the mitzvot explains why Torah study is so much loftier than all the other com- commandments. Including even prayer, which affects unity within the supernal worlds. So what's highest? The highest mitzvah is Torah. Ha. So basically what we're saying is, Torah is higher than all the other mitzvot. Because when we learn Torah, we're connecting to the level of godliness higher than the world. So kalamin. And we're bringing it into this world, integrating it into our mind. Our mind is understanding something that's beyond this world. Brackets. Then why do we pray? If Torah studies greater than prayer, why do we stop to pray? The answer is, you only pray because you stop to do other things. If you never stopped for anything, you wouldn't stop to pray either. Like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, whose Torah was all day learning, he learned Torah all day, he didn't have to stop for prayer. If you're going to stop for something else, then you have to pray. If you're not going to stop, and that's going to be your only thing, then you don't have to stop. That's the brackets. Although... The law requires of anyone whose Torah study is not his entire occupation that he interrupt his study for prayer, which would seem to indicate that prayer surpasses Torah study. This is so only because he would any, in any case pause and interrupt his studies. Thus, it is not the law which causes him to interrupt. The law merely states that the interruption which he would have made regardless be made at the time designated for prayer. And as soon as he interrupts his studies, he's automatically obliged to pray. So that concludes today's lesson. Of course, when Mashiach will come, we'll be able to see, not just know that what we're experiencing when we're learning Torah, we'll be able to learn Torah visually, not just augmented reality, but that called in the in the world augmented reality? But real reality. We'll be able to see godliness with the coming of Mashiach. Now, Amen. Amen. Today's ChavPes of Shvat, the Yartzed of the Rebbitzin Chayamushka, a blessed memory. May her nasham, All of what she done all of the mitzvahs that she did, did and the Torah that she studies. She stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning on it every time there was a Febrengan. 4, or 5 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Always make sure to be home and uh, awake. Where When her husband came home from the Febrengans, she gave up her life basically for the Hasidim. The Rebbe didn't want, want to become Rebbe until she said, how could 30 years of my father's self-sacrifice end because no one wants to take continue it? She was the one that got the Rebbe to accept to become the Rebbe of Chabad. So, may her Neshama, we know that the, 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 the Mashiach will come, it says, in the, in the merit of righteous women. So, in the merit of the in and we shall have the coming of Mashiach now. Amen. Amen.